You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus, starting at $3 a month. Get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shout-outs, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to GatorsBreakdown.SupportingCast.FM to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Spring football, spring practice in the rearview mirror. So no better time to turn to recruiting, of course. A hot button topic right now for the Florida Gators and Joining me to break it all down from On3 Sports, Gators Online, Corey Bender hops on to uh, give us a, a a preview of recruiting, all these decisions looming large for the Gators in the coming weeks, in the coming months. Corey, man, thanks for hopping on Gators Breakdown. Absolutely, Dave. Thanks for having me on. It's always good to talk to you. Absolutely. It's been, been a little while. Uh, not much has happened for Florida in yeah. recruiting, so hopefully that changes in the next uh, few weeks, next couple months for the Gators. Some big targets on the board, a lot of big decisions looming, as I said, Corey. Uh, but you know, just before we get into the details of some specific players and everything, just, yeah, as I said, you know, Florida's only got two commits right now. Um, some of the fan base, of course, is expected a little more to happen. What's your general feel on recruiting right now for Billy Napier and the Gators? Yeah, I think right now, I know there are fans that are kind of being impatient. They want the commits right there, I mean, especially right when kids come off visits. But I think pretty soon we're going to see a good string of kids go to Florida. Um, a lot of these big-time kids, they want to get out. They want to take visits. They want to explore all their options. And um, right now we have a few kids committing in May. Um, obviously, you have a, a bunch of highly regarded kids uh, slated to make their commitment this summer. Um, so I think right now we're about to enter that territory where kids are a lot more a lot more kids will be coming off the board. They've took their visits. They've kind of seen everything out there. So I think right now that's I think right. I know fans like you said like they've had a lot of big time kids on campus in March, and you would like to see some of those kids, you know, pull themselves off the market shortly thereafter because I know they're looking at other schools like Tennessee and. Ohio State, and they're all getting commitments left and right, but not every school is the same, you know. So I know right now uh, fans are kind of licking their chops, ready to see some action, and I think they're going to get that here in the next couple of months. I think Florida's trending well for a lot of these kids who are about to make an announcement. All right, there we go. We'll get into it, but before we do, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button if you're watching Gators Breakdown right here on YouTube. 
hey, look, leave a comment. We'll get into all this recruiting talk uh, on that side of it as well. And you'll get that notification when you subscribe when there's a new episode of Gators Breakdown. Be sure to check us out at the home of Gators Breakdown, news4jacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. And look, uh, Gators Breakdown Plus giveaway. Look, uh, if you're watching the YouTube version, there is a, a, a Gators straw hat for you to get ready for summertime. Join Gators Breakdown Plus by May 10th for your chance to win. And you also get early access to this episode with Corey. So a lot of good benefits there uh, from Gators Breakdown Plus. So, all right, Corey, let's get to it, man. This coming up weekend, we get to look at IMG offensive lineman Najee Harris and his commitment. Gators trending in the right direction have been for the last you know, couple of few weeks here. Uh, would there be would, would it be a surprise if Najee Harris does not commit to the Gators on Saturday? Yeah, I would actually say it's kind of a surprise, man, because even with the old staff, um, you know, he's from Port St. Lucie. I know Jamar Chaney, he's had a relationship with him for quite some time. Um, so I know either way with the old staff and the new staff, Florida's been a school that's been near the top of his list for quite some time. And then since uh, Billy Napier's staff came to Gainesville, not only is Billy Napier, Rob Sell, and Darnell Stapleton speaking to him, but as I mentioned, Jamar Chaney, J- uh, Jamar Jaluk, it's a lot of staff members heavily involved in his, uh, in his recruitment. And uh, right now, Florida's definitely trending up very well. Um, you know, you got Miami, um, Texas A&M. Those are some other schools that are in a good spot. Probably Miami's probably the number two school. He did go to A&M and had a good visit out there. But I think all eyes have been on the Gators for quite some time. So um, I would be very surprised if Florida's not to pick. But, you know, recruiting sometimes can kind of take a hard left out of, no there, uh, out of nowhere. But as of right now, I'm expecting Najee Harris to be uh, you know, the next commitment in Florida's class, bearing any major surprises. Yeah, Corey, man, big position of need for the Gators, too. And not but just a position of need, but a position of need where they need to elevate the talent. So what kind of player uh, would Florida be getting in Harris? Yeah, I think he's a kid. He's versatile. He's definitely an interior guy. Uh, Florida's kind of telling him, hey, we like you at guard and center. It's just they're going to just going to see how it all plays out. They're going to get him on campus and kind of work him at both positions and see where he ends up at. I think he's more of a center uh, long term. I think he's a guy that um, – Quick feet for a kid his size, more of a stout run blocker. Um, definitely good awareness in the trenches, does a good job of picking up blocks. Um, fairly agile for his size as well. Um, but, yeah, he's a versatile kid, definitely interior guy. And a lot of these guys on the board, there's a lot of tackles on the board, a lot of these 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six guys. And people like that prototypical size, but we kind of you kind of need those pure interior guys, not these um, – I don't like to say tweener, but, like, guys that can play either one. He's a clear interior guy, and – um, and center's a position that's hard to recruit a lot of the time. Not a lot of kids have a good experience snapping the ball, and I know Nigel does. So you need those kids who can come in and can play multiple spots and, uh, and who are comfortable doing so and have done so for many years. So he's a good run blocker, um, good awareness, and um, checks off a lot of boxes for Florida. I think he's a kid that over time can uh, eventually become a star if he does go to Florida You know, after a few years of uh, getting in the weight room and working within the program. Corey, you mentioned checking off box as well. You know, Florida needs to check off that box of in-state recruiting, and, of course, that can start at IMG. We just talked about Harris right there, Kamari Wilson last go-around in the last class, but some other big names coming from that school, defensive tackle Will Norman, uh, Jordan Hall up there on the defensive line as well, athlete Sam Mpemba uh, there as well. You know, Florida's in on all these guys, and look, we, we know Florida needs to make inroads at that school if they want to turn around recruiting. And you know, there's a lot of a lot to look forward to right there at IMG, more so than in the past. Absolutely, yeah. I think I know. Obviously, getting Kamari that was a huge step in the right direction. Um, obviously, you want to get as many kids you can, but almost the way 
with the type of prospect Kamari is, um, the type of recruiter he is, and just his uh, overall presence as a recruit, it's almost like a made-up for multiple kids, just considering who it was. Um, and then, like you said, with this 2023 class of IMG, Florida's turning pretty well with a lot of a Will Norman. Um, I submitted a prediction for him about over, a little over a week ago. Um, he's going to trim his list down even more. Um, but right now, Florida's a school is really pressing the hardest for him. I know Texas A&M and LSU are some other schools in the mix. I was told Florida's pushing harder than those two schools. They're recruiting him harder, making it more of a priority. Um, Penn State's a school, too, that's kind of been in the mix for him uh, over the last several months. But I think with the way Florida's recruiting him, um, just that comfort level in Gainesville after taking a couple visits, he's expected to return for an official at some point, uh, more likely here at the end of this month or in June. And um, I don't think he's a kid who will be on the board before the season, uh, who will be on the board when the season starts. I think he'll make a commitment before then. And right now I like where Florida stands with him. And then Jordan Hall's another kid, um, linebacker. Um, I think right now it's, I think Florida's in that top two, top three range. I think Michigan State might be the front runner right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been consistent with them. They've been recruiting for quite some time. But Florida's made up a lot of ground with him. Um, he'll be officially visiting June 3rd. He's made numerous trips to campus this offseason. Um, speaks with Coach Bateman, Coach Peterson, and you know Coach Tony Chaney. I mean, the whole defensive staff, they're really kind of in on him as well. And who knows? I mean, it's one of those things. Michigan State might be trending now, but if Will Norman jumps on board State before then, and then, obviously, Nigel Harris uh, more likely will be in the class. That might sway him even more towards Florida, being like, hey, there's some f- uh, familiar faces I can rely on. So, um, right now, Florida's definitely trending up in IMG, and I know you mentioned some other kids, too. Um, Samuel Mpemba, um, he's another kid, number one athlete in the country. His recruitment's a little bit more open right now, understandably so. He has the Georgias, the Notre Dames, everyone really coming after him. Um, Florida, he, he mentioned back in the spring at the very beginning that it's just a different vibe at Florida now. You know, it's just and the continuity, just just the overall home-like family feel in Gainesville now with the new staff. That's something that really made a good impression on them. Um, Florida is more likely going to get an official. Uh, Miami's another school in the mix for him, too. He's made his rounds this offseason. I think Florida's, yeah, I think I would say they're probably in the top five range. Not at the top, but not at the back end either. Um, I just think they have to get him on campus for an official. Because um, I know he was, he was at the Orange and Blue game. Uh, but, like, there wasn't much time to speak with the staff, you know. They're getting ready for the game. So, I think getting up on campus, having more face time with the staff will really play dividends with him. And um, one last kid I'll mention, too, is um, the uh, offensive lineman, Francis uh, Manatua, um, the yeah. number one offensive tackle in the country. I think with him, Florida's made up a lot of ground with him. Um, definitely, I wouldn't say the leader, but they're in line to receive an official. And that's a he's an elite prospect, five-star kid. And um, he mentioned in the past, too, about Kamari Wilson that – you know, they have a relationship. Kamari's recruiting him. So Kamari obviously is uh, worried about his own career in Gainesville, but he has his recruiting cap as well and uh, really going all in for all of his former teammates at IMG Academy. Sounds good, Corey. And one more note on in, in Pimba. You, you mentioned athletes. And if I'm not mistaken, Florida's looking at him more for defense, right? Uh, or is, is, are there some other schools out there that see him more as an offensive player? Or uh, how is that working out for what side of the ball that he'll play on? Yeah, no, he'll play defense at Florida. I know, um, yeah, a lot of people have him as an athlete, but Florida likes him at kind of like the edge roll, um, kind of like a 3-4 outside linebacker type. They like his versatility. Coach Peterson is the one recruiting him, so he kind of shows where Florida kind of is looking, uh, looking at him for, and then Cheney's involved too. Uh, but, yeah, they like him on defense. The old staff, Tim Brewster was recruiting him and the uh, defensive staff, so they're kind of giving him the opportunity. Hey, if you want to play tight end, 
you can play tight end at Florida, but if you want to play defense, you can do that as well. Uh, but yeah, at Florida, under the current staff, yeah, they like him at defense. All right, Corey. So weird. We got to kind of go to the West Coast a little bit for some of these headlines as well. We'll talk about transfer portal right quick before we get into uh, more uh, high school recruiting in this class of 23. Arizona State transfers, you know, wide receiver Ricky Pearsall uh, visited Gainesville last weekend. Uh, can you give us an update on that? But also, uh, an update from you guys on, on three getters online yesterday, a new defensive target along the defensive line transfer, Jermaine Lowell, first team all pack 12 selection, uh, named Outland uh, Trophy watch list, 6'2, 305 pounds, uh, stat machine there so far at, at Arizona State. It's a position in need for the Gators. Uh, you and I kind of talked a little bit yesterday. USC might be the, it was a dream school at him, uh, for him at one point. And then I, I went on to read somewhere else that, you know, they offered late. So he didn't want to give them the opportunity again. Uh, hopefully this will benefit Florida. He doesn't want to give USC another chance, but that's the school that seems to be trending if he's going to leave Arizona State. Yeah, and I know what Jermaine Lowell, I know the main reason why he went in the portal is really mainly because of NIL. He wanted to explore his opportunities and kind of see his value out there. That was, and he was kind of upfront about that from what people were saying. Like he want, he actually prefers staying at Arizona State, but he also wants to, you know, gauge his value out there. And I know Arizona State, they're kind of going through a makeover right now. A lot of kids transferring out. So He's one of those guys kind of exploring his options. And, yeah, he's from Long Beach. So, you know, him growing up a USC fan, you know, that doesn't really surprise me. You know, that's a big offer. I know with the new staff, they're doing a great job recruiting. So if there was a time to go to USC with momentum, it would probably be right now. Um, and I'm sure, I mean, I'd be shocked if they're not pursuing him. Um, Florida, obviously, is heavily involved, too. Sean Spencer is recruiting him um, ever since he went in the portal. They're trying to get on campus this. They're trying to get on my campus this weekend for an official visit. Uh, nothing is scheduled right now, but Florida's really pushing hard for that. Obviously, after missing Daryl Jackson, who ended up at Miami, um, there's a clear need interior um, to add some depth there, and he's a guy who can immediately step in and make a strong impact with the likes of Gervon Dexter. So um, Florida's in the mix. You know, I'm not gonna say it's an uphill battle, but it all starts with getting him on campus for an official. That's where it all starts at, and I know Sean Spencer is pushing hard for that, and. We'll kind of just see where it goes from here. Um, and then with Ricky Pearsall, I know um, he's going to take his visits from what I've heard. I know um, Auburn's in the mix. You got Oregon. You got some other West Coast schools. Um, I've talked to a few sources in Gainesville that they felt pretty good about the visit. They thought the full family was impressed. Um, they liked the potential plan for him and, you know, obviously making an early imp uh, impact as soon as he gets there. Um, obviously, the, the opportunity to play in the SEC against big-time competition that's another appeal for them. So um, I think he's going to take his visits, though. I haven't heard anything as far as him making a decision fairly soon. I think he's going to see a few more schools then, possibly see um, where his mind is made up at. But I know Florida, they made a really strong impression. They, um, definitely, like, they're definitely heavily in the mix toward the top of his list. I think it just depends on, too, he's a West Coast kid. So if some of these other West Coast teams get involved, like a USC or other schools, Maybe he's more comfortable being out that way. Um, but Florida did the best they could. They made a strong impression, and they're definitely right in the mix for uh, right in the mix for Ricky right now. Yeah, Corey, I'm hearing uh, Florida Oregon uh, battle. Uh, probably, like you said, you, you mentioned Oregon there, so probably the the school to watch out for uh, the most as it stands uh, right now. So, Corey, let me throw in a, a question while we're here on the transfer portal from Gators Breakdown Plus member flagship John. Uh, he wants to know, do we have any portal targets left on the defensive line or offensive line we are pursuing? Any contact at all with Ismael Sofer or Cole Brevard? Yeah, I haven't heard anything about those two names. I know they're playing on pursuing some other guys. There's 
there's guys right now that I know that Florida's kind of monitoring the transfer portal, but they're kind of hanging back a little bit because there's certain guys uh, like a Jermaine Lowell that they're really prioritizing first. And I don't think they're in a big rush, too. I know when they missed out on Daryl Jackson, Florida was, the, from what I heard from a few sources, that they were, obviously, they wanted the kid, but, you know, they definitely thought he was a talented player, but they still think it's early in the process. Um, they feel confident in their high school recruiting because it's a deep D-line class. I don't think they're in really true in a rush. I know they're going to pursue some other kids in the trenches, offense and defense. Um, but right now, um, they're being fairly selective from what I know. Jermaine Lowell obviously was a no-brainer as soon as he went in there. Instant impact guy. Um, no one really to monitor as far as serious interest right now. But that is expected to change as the portal continues to build up. Because I feel it's just a never-ending thing right now in college football. Yeah, absolutely, Corey. All right, let's go back a little bit uh, to last week. A big week here in Jacksonville. Uh, visiting Trayon Webb, Grayson Howard, Roger Kearney, uh, and Trayon Webb. Of course, Gators trending very, very well uh, for him, uh, his decision coming up in June. Uh, Corey, I'm starting to worry a little bit about Grayson Howard, and not that he's – I have some contact with him here locally. Not that he has said much. You guys know that as well. He doesn't talk much to the media, especially with spring practice going on right now. Uh, But, Corey, as the old saying goes, follow the visits. And I'll tell you what, South Carolina is making a big, big push there. Uh, for, for Grayson Howard, which is one school I'd be worried about if I'm a Gator fan uh, of getting Howard. It would probably be South Carolina uh, as it stands right now. He's planning on um, uh, releasing his top five after spring practice. And Roger Kearney, another offensive lineman, but of course we mentioned Najee Harris earlier, but another position in need for Florida. Well, what, uh, Florida, Florida State battle probably there right now? Yeah, I think, yeah, we'll start with Roger Kearney because I think he just left off on him. Yeah, right now it's say Florida, Florida State. And I think Florida might have actually taken the edge or the last month or so. I know he's only been there once, but those relationships with Rob Sale, Darnell Stapleton are really strong. But when he did visit last month, it was an eye-opening experience for his family. They definitely had a great time. Um, I don't think he's any rush. I don't think he's in a rush either. I talked to him last week. Uh, no official visit has been scheduled to this point. Um, but right now, I think right now it's safe to say the two in-state schools are trending the best for him. Um, hey, Corey, it's, a, it's those uh, – like it's those vintage. It's those vintage pictures taken, man. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I mean, that's been the game changer, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I got to give it up to him because a lot of these kids, they do like that type of stuff. They like the flashy stuff, the uniforms. I thought it was a good twist and something new to throw into the in the equation when it comes to taking kids. I mean, all the schools can put you in the jerseys. Every school can offer that, but I thought the yeah. vintage was something really cool and different. So, no, it's definitely really, really cool and. uh yeah, with Trey on Webb, I think Florida, yeah, they're definitely still in the best spot. He'll be on campus again June 3rd um, as far as official visit. I think on the 9th, so May 9th, I think it's the 9th or 10th, I think May 9th, uh, Jabbar Luke is coming to a school. That'll be their second visit to a school this spring. Schools can visit these kids twice. Uh, Mike Pearson was by last week. Um, so they're going to come to a school again next week. Um, he told me there's a chance he takes another unofficial to Gainesville. It's possible. Nothing 100% set, but that's definitely something under consideration right now. Um, South Carolina's in the mix. You have some other schools that have made a good impression on them, too. You have Penn State. Um, but I think right now in Florida, they're really starting to pull away from the pack. And he told me after his last visit several weeks ago that, you know, it's going to be hard to pull him away from Florida. You know, obviously his uncle's in his corner, and they're, the family really prefers Florida, too, so – I think bearing a huge surprise, I expect Webb to be in the class. Um, and then Grayson Howard, like you said, you said it perfectly. You followed the visits, and South Carolina's got him on campus over a handful of times. They're really pushing hard. It's the familiarity in camp. It's the familiarity with that staff and just uh, Columbia in general. He's comfortable up there. He's been up there a lot. 
um, likes the plan they have for him from a scheme standpoint. And um, you know, it's funny. He's um, his uh, dad grew up a Georgia fan. I think he grew up in the state of Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. I know Georgia was a school he liked growing up. I remember I interviewed him like early in the spring, and that was his dad's school. So I don't know. I don't know how high he is on Georgia's board, but I know that's another kind of school to watch over the long haul, especially if he starts to blow up more and more and the stock continues to rise. But I think right now, Florida and South Carolina, and maybe Georgia as a third school are the ones I'm probably monitoring the most um, for Grayson Howard. Good, good, good deal there. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully Florida ends up pulling that one out. But that one, that was starting to worry me a little bit, Corey. <laughs> After I felt pretty good uh, just just a, just a few weeks ago. So, all right, Corey, we talked last week about a, a bit, you know, with the staff being in Jacksonville. But now, give us an update on this week. I know you guys at On Three and Gators Online are updating left and right about what's happening this week. Uh, the state of Alabama and the state of Georgia in the mix this week. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, so yeah, this week, so yesterday, they went to go see uh, Tony Mitchell, uh, Peter Woods, a pair of five-star teammates. Uh, Rob Stale was in to see Eli Holstein, um, one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Uh, you got Kelby Collins, a top uh, defensive lineman, and Hunter Osborne was another kid. Um, on three prospect rounds out of the top 100 defensive lineman. Um, that was Patrick Tony as well. So heavy Alabama, and then today, same type of thing. You got A.J. Harris, another top DB on the board. That, that was Tony. And then Florida's recruiting his teammate, Tamarian Parker, who's a top 100 edge, uh, edge rusher. Um, he's going to actually take an official in the fall. More than likely will be on campus this summer as well. Florida's in that top three range with Alabama and, uh, and Ohio State. So Florida's made a real big move with him. Last, the last staff recruited him, and then Florida was actually on top for a little bit. And then they kind of went cold on him. I don't understand why, but that's why he stopped talking to Florida because they just – he, he said he went on a visit, and then the old staff just didn't say anything to him. And I, I just don't get that. I don't know if that was just not playing correctly, but it kind of put Florida in a bad space with him as far as, you know, where they stood. He just cut off all communication. But now with the new staff, obviously it's a whole different uh, regime up in Gainesville. Florida's back in the mix for him. And, uh, yeah, Florida's in the top three. And then you have Keldrick Falk. He's another kid, a top 100 kid that Florida's seeing. Uh, we report first. Yeah, he'll be in June 17th for an official. And um, the rest of the week should be good, though, man. There's a lot of kids on the thing. Cedric Baxter is on Thursday. Um, you got Zay, And then tomorrow, you got Jordan Hall um, up in your way in Jacksonville and mm-hmm. the Osceola kids. So it's another big week on the recruiting trail. Um, a lot of big names being seen this week throughout Florida, but also the Southeast all, in, all together. Corey, any update? Uh, Xavier Hardy, of course, I know that the big storyline there, the, the sunglasses tweet emoji, and a lot of people thought it was meant for Xavier Harvey and Hardy, and look, it, it, it was. Uh, so no breaking news there, no surprise there. But, of course, visit South Carolina. South Carolina is now a school that may be trending and maybe uh, the final decision, if it's coming up anytime soon, for Hardy. When at one time it looked really, really good for Florida. Uh, any update on Hardy and just kind of the roller coaster of that recruitment so far? Yeah, so um, Spencer will see him on Friday. So they'll actually be visiting him on Friday at school. Um, can't meet with him, but they'll be at the school to inquire about him, like see his grades and talk to his coaches, all that whole thing. 
Uh, but yeah, I think you said perfectly, man. It's a Florida South Carolina battle right now. Um, he was going to commit last month, and um, now that's kind of out there. He even told me himself that you know that was him, and then he didn't know when he was going to do it though. So I thought maybe he silently committed, and then you know he's going to wait a little bit, and then. He just kind of pulled back on it and decided not to. And I know from what I've heard, too, other schools kind of got in his ear about that. I think word got out that he's going to commit to Florida and some other schools are trying to convince him to stay put, which I get it. I mean, that's what recruiting's all about. You don't want one of your top targets to go elsewhere. So I think right now it's Florida, South Carolina. Uh, none of his official visits are scheduled. I talk to him almost every other day now. Uh, but, yeah, Florida's still heavily in the mix. They like him a lot. Uh, Coach Spencer will be in on Friday. And, I gave South Carolina the slight edge right now, but I don't think it's over, though. I think he, he told me he's going to get back to Gainesville here for an official soon, just has to figure out that date. And once he gets back down to campus, that could all change again. So right now you give the edge slightly to South Carolina just based off how everything has transpired over the last month of him. Well, you know, he was going to commit, they decided not to, and then South Carolina hosted him. So it's a wait and see with him, but Florida's definitely in that top two for him, and uh, it's just about getting him back on Gainesville and, Give the orange and blue back in in, uh, in his face and show him campus and just give those relationships, having that face-to-face communication. So um, it's a wait and see. But the next step, you definitely got to get him back on campus if you want to win out in his recruitment. Yeah, absolutely. All right, on three, Gators Online, Corey Bender right here joining us on Gators Breakdown. And, Corey, we're talking about decisions looming for top targets and no more top. You've mentioned Tony Mitchell. You mentioned A.J. Harris. Uh, of course, now we got to throw Kamani McLean in there with these headliners in the defensive backfield. Uh, what's the latest on those guys as far as maybe a commitment timeline? Look, I, it it could be far-fetched. Florida goes three for three, and there are some people out there that think far, that thinks Florida could go three for three. I think two for three would be ideal. That's at least what you want if you're, if you're thinking at it from the Gator perspective, uh, as, you know, as, if, the way it's trendy uh, lately. So uh, those three guys there, Corey, Florida's sitting in some really good – Florida sitting in a really good shape right now. Those commitments probably come up sometime this summer. Yeah, I think right now, um, Cormier McLean is the number one corner. I think Florida sits in the best spot for him out of all three. Um, right now, it's a Florida-Alabama battle uh, for Cormier McLean. He wants to commit in June. That's the plan. He wants to take his officials over the summer, too. So we're not too far from the finish line. He's referred to Florida as home, and I think that's been key. He's been to Alabama, I think, to my knowledge, just once. Maybe another time early in high school, but... In the recent year or so, as he's emerged as a lead recruit, I think it's just been once. And I think that's going to play dividends, man. I know uh, Corey Raymond's recruiting him. Um, they talk to the mom all the time. The whole staff obviously talks to the whole family. So they're really putting, putting it all on the table and going all in for him. I just think, man, when it comes down to it, the comfort level in Gainesville, seeing everything, knowing some familiar, uh, familiar faces up there from Polk County, um, Corey Raymond, obviously. There's just a lot of boxes Florida checks off, and obviously Alabama's Alabama. They check off all the boxes too. But I think that familiarity in Gainesville, I think in my mind, that's why I think it's going to win out. Alabama definitely could get them. Don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah. But right now, that's why I'm favoring Florida. I think Florida has a slight edge just because of that, that home-like feel. And I think with Tony Mitchell, I think right now, I mean, I've heard a lot of different things with him, man. So he he said Florida was the leader after he visited Florida. He said the same type of thing about AM and then Alabama's got my campus, I mean, I mean, a countless amount of times. Um, he just scheduled an official to Texas. Um, he just said Tennessee's now in the mix. I mean, right now, I mean, his recruitment in my mind is Texas A&M, Alabama, Florida. Right now, I'd give the, the um, edge to Texas A&M. I'd probably put Florida at number two. 
and Alabama at number three. And I say the Crimson Tide at number three right now is, from what I've heard from a few sources, is they're taking a lot of DBs, and that's something, obviously you love competition, but you also want to have, I mean, like you said, you take too many DBs, it's like, hey, opportunity type thing. And I know A&M, the NIL deals, I know that will probably play a huge factor. Um, right now, I mean, from what I heard else, I mean, A&M's in the best spot, but it's extremely, extremely close. Like, I mean, it changes every other couple weeks. So I don't think he's going to make a decision for quite some time. It's going to be a tough battle to the end. But he grew up in Lakeland, loves Florida. I mean, there's nothing Florida's not doing in that recruitment. They're doing a great job. Um, he hasn't scheduled his official visit yet, but Florida, um, they're going to be right there. It's going to be one of those recruitments where you're gonna, it's either going to break your heart or it's going to make your day. <laughs> That's the way I look at his <laughs> recruitment. It's like, Florida, you've done so many good things, and you're recruiting the kid well, but time will tell with that kid. I think it's, it's, it's more of a business decision for him. So, um, And then, obviously, the last one, A.J. Harris. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of in that Xavier Hardy type thing. He was gonna, he was rumored to silently commit. Uh, he silently mm-hmm. committed when he was on campus, and here we are a month later. Nothing's really happened over a month later, really. Um, I know Georgia's in the mix. You got Ohio State, Clemson, Florida's still obviously in a great spot. They're right there at the top. Um, but to, I mean, his camp has really shut it down as far as lending any details out. I've talked to his dad quite a bit, and he's told me numerous times whenever they do make a decision, they want to do this on the left field. They don't want people knowing about a commitment day. They just want to surprise people. So who knows? Maybe I bring us some good luck and we're talking and maybe he commits today. <laughs> who knows? Maybe he commits on National Science Day. No one has any idea right now. Uh, but Florida's still right there at the top for him. It's just he's going to take his visits, and I think that's going to be the biggest hurdle, him going out to numerous campuses. And Florida has to get him back on campus. They'll be out of school today, but like I know it's before, um, they can't have any communication with him. So we'll just see uh, whenever he gets back to Gainesville. Corey, let's stay in the defensive backfield for a second. And of course, I, I was asked this, and I, I'll and I've heard about it as well. So I was able to to share that I have heard it as well. But cornerback committed Eric Gate, Aaron Gates, of course, committed in the class. Uh, some talk of him maybe flipping Michigan, being a school of interest there. Uh, so once, first of all, are you maybe hearing the same thing? And second of all, if that happens. Would Sharif Denson here in Jacksonville be more of an option? He may be an option anyway, uh, but, you know, if you we're talking a high number, at least volume-wise, of defensive backs for Florida with Gates committed if he stays. And then these three guys we just discussed, uh, if Gates leaves the class, would that open the door for someone like Denson uh, who could probably play in multiple positions in the, back, in the defensive backfield? Or is he probably an option in this class anyway? Yeah, I think he's an option anyway. But like you said, I think he's a corner. But I think – I know um, – UF likes his versatility and nickel and stuff. I think Denson's a kid you can kind of move all over the place and kind of take make use of that versatility. Um, yeah, as far as Gates, I've heard this. Our Michigan insider, EJ Holland, who's extremely tied in, he put in a flip pick uh, for Michigan. I mm. heard from Gates' camp, who I deal with all the time, that, hey, he's sticking with Florida, man. He's sticking with Florida. He likes okay. it down there. I've heard both sides, right? Michigan thinks they're flipping them. Uh, Gates' camp swears that he's not going anywhere. Um, he went to, he went to the spring game, Michigan. That's been several weeks now. So you thought if he would have flipped, it would have happened already. So I guess for Florida, that's a good thing. He's still in the class. It's, it's taken several weeks. Uh, but he's another one where it doesn't really speak to the media unless you get him in person. Yeah, I mean, he's not one to really talk about do a lot of interviews. So Michigan feels confident. I know his camp believes he's going to stay put. I think it's just when Aaron makes his announcement. I mean, it's going to be coming from him and just seeing where his where his heart lies. But yeah, I've heard both sides of it, man. I think right now, 
Um, it's more of it's truly a 50-50. Um, but right now, maybe a little bit more in Florida's favor just because he still hasn't made a decision yet. It's been several weeks. Um, and then Sharif Denson, I talked to him yesterday. Florida's one of his top schools, but I think he shies away from saying that's the leader, even if it was. I don't know if it's actually his front runner, but mm-hmm. with his parents there, I think he gets the vibe that everyone thinks he's going to go to Florida, and he wants to play the recruiting game. Yeah, I mean, he's going to take visits. He's went to A&M. He's kind of been all over the place. He took a lot of visits. So Florida, and he made a point to me. He's like, hey, um, Tony was the first coach. I was the first guy that Tony visited with a wink face. So, like, he took notice that when Tony got on the road, that was his first stop, and he was impressed by that. Um, so he's, he's feeling like a priority for Florida. I know he's talking to Raymond. I know Darnell Stapleton stopped by um, earlier this year, too, with the first contact, uh, first evaluation period uh, when coaches can get on the road. So um, he's going to take his visits. I haven't heard of anything him commit. I haven't heard of him committing anytime soon, but it might be one of those situations where Florida says, hey, we're, we're going to fill up. If you want your spot, join the class. Then I can see him maybe join, but he, he, has a, he has a good list of options. I don't think he's going to be forced in any way to like pull himself off the market before he's comfortable doing so. But Florida, considering his ties and just he's been there, he loves the new staff. I mean, you almost have to favor Florida at this point uh, until he goes out and takes some of these more visits. A&M's another school to keep an eye on, too. Yeah, Corey, we've talked about South Carolina a little bit. In South Carolina, I saw last week sent out the the 904 uh, graphic, and it had Webb, and it had Grayson Howard, and it had Sharif Denson in that picture. So it might be another school right there uh, to kind of look out for as uh, South Carolina's recruiting uh, the first coast uh, pretty well. Uh, Corey, all right, let's move on to quarterback recruiting. And I know that's a hot topic right here in, in, in Gator Nation right now. And Southern Gator from Gators Breakdown Plus, he goes, what's the status of quarterback recruiting recruiting for the 23 class? And is Napier fine with not taking a quarterback in this class? It's the right one. Does it jump on board? And, look, we, we, we know uh, Florida needs a quarterback in this class. Napier wants a quarterback in this class. Uh, and, Corey, one, one, one way I look at it, not really trying to make an excuse here, but, look, I, I'm not a big believer in – overall recruiting of recruits having to see it on the field. You're either, you're either a salesman or you're not. But I do make exceptions for the quarterback position, and especially in this scenario. So to me, if Florida is going to get a big target, I think it will have to come because Anthony Richardson goes out there and has a, a big year uh, this fall. Any reason that could be different and we see one commit before then if it's a big name? Yeah, I, I think right now, I think you said it too, Dave, like they want to take a quarterback this class. And I know they've looked at some guys in the transfer portal as well, nothing firm, but just kind of looked around at some names. And there hasn't been too many really great options if you're Florida. I mean, if you're a mid-power five program, you can take a little bit more, a few more shots at some kids. But I think Florida, there hasn't been an overwhelming amount of guys in the portal, even if because I know right now in high school, man, that's the one position that Florida just isn't trending up at right now. Um, Eli Holstein, I mean, I was told he had a good visit, but nothing concrete enough for him to return. Um, Alabama's heavily trending for him, too. I know him and Arch Manning. I was told Alabama would take either one, just whoever wants to jump on first. Um, So with Holstein, I think that's a long shot. Um, Jaden Rashada, that's another kid out on the West Coast he just offered. Mm-hmm. It's, to me, his recruitment's already almost wrapped up. I mean, Florida offered, but or it's Oregon, Ole Miss, and some other schools, Miami. Uh, Miami just offered his brother in junior college. Um, I just Unless he takes a visit out here, which I haven't heard of him doing so, I just think that's a long shot, too, just because nothing to do with Florida. He's almost done with the recruiting process. He wants to make a, he wanted to make a decision in the spring. And then um, 
the one I said for a while was Dylan Lonergan out of Georgia, mm-hmm. who's a dual dual uh, sport kid, another South Carolina lean. I think it's South Carolina and Stanford on top. And he liked Florida. I heard like he was almost kind of considering Florida as a top four, top three school. And he did put them in his top five. But here's the surprising part. I talked to Dylan last week and the week before. He told me he has not talked to Florida since he visited campus. I don't know why. Yeah, and I, I don't know what the reason was behind that, but he met with um, the he met with the baseball program. He's obviously a top 100 kid, um, big time baseball player, and I think that's why South Carolina is trending, just because he has a great relationship with the football staff but also the baseball staff. It's another situation where he's just been up there so many times in Columbia, so the familiarity and the comfort level is very high. Um, but yeah, he and Corey, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Florida's. Not had great luck with kids who want to do the baseball football thing. Oh no, yeah, you're definitely no, you hit that out of the nail. Yeah. So that's the thing too. It's not it's not a, a situation of Florida's trended up with it all too in recent memory. And obviously it's a new staff and everything, but I always was saying the way everything sounded like you came down to Gainesville and I thought obviously the other two schools, Stanford and South Carolina, they're gonna be tough to beat. But I was like, well, Florida's probably the most real. That might be the most realistic quarterback target right now. And then he threw me a curveball. He's like, no, man, honestly, it's uh, I haven't talked to them since my visit. And that was like in mid-March. And mm-hmm. I don't know what the reason was. before. So to me, it's I'm not going to say officially they moved on. I mean, I'm just going by what the kid is telling me. And they offered the kid and they liked him. But so right now, and then you have Dante Moore, who is it's from Detroit. He was a five-star kid. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's another one that doesn't reveal much at all. He admits that. He likes to keep things close to vest. But Chad Simmons, who's pretty dialed in and on three of his recruitment, said Florida actually is heavily in the mix for him. Like he's they're in a better position than many think. Not saying lead or none of that, but they're they're yeah. definitely up there. Um he just went to Oregon on official, went to LSU. Notre Dame was considered the front runner for a while. They're still there, but I don't know if it's as concrete as it was about a month or two ago. But Florida's definitely in the mix to get an official. It's going to come out of left field. He came down to campus a little over, like about a month ago. Um, really like the academics of Florida. Um, really the offense, how it fits them, how it fits his skill set. A lot of stuff like really impressed him about Florida. Uh, but to be considered a real contender, you got to get that official visit locked in. They're definitely in the mix for one of those last officials. So, other than that, though, I mean, it's a position right now that's pretty wide open and. Obviously, you have the kid over at uh, at Nice High School too, who's committed right. to Penn State, and I think Marcus Stokes. Yeah, with Marcus Stokes, so it's kind of do you go ahead and offer him, and then there's nothing guaranteed that he's going to flip because right. he might have a mindset where, hey, you pass on me the first time for these other guys, I'm happy at Penn State. Who's hate to say it, but they're out recruiting Florida right now. Just to, I know it's early, but they're putting together a nice class, and he might think, hey, I can get on the field early at Penn State, or even within a few years. So. It's an interesting thing. I know he told me if Florida did offer, it would be something. It'd be he didn't say game changer, but yeah, I mean it would be a huge offer for him. I just, but does that mean he's guaranteed to flip? Definitely not. So it's going to be that's the one position right now in the class. I'm very interested in seeing where they go because 
right now it's just if it's not transfer portal, they're probably gonna have to offer some more kids unless uh, you know, Dante Morris and these other guys come out unofficial. Yeah, Corey, you mentioned Stokes there. I think that's one other problem. There's not a lot of high level in state Florida quarterbacks either for Florida to kind of just, you know, guys who maybe grew up Gator fans that make the commitment or make make the recruitment a little easier. There's, they don't have that advantage. Yeah, it's a, it's a down year as far as overall skill at, in the state of Florida for quarterback. Not saying these, like, there's good kids out there, but Florida's Florida. You know what I mean? I mean, when you go yeah. to the University of Florida, a top-notch SEC school, you gotta, you're looking for those those program changers, those big-time quarterbacks. So right now, there just isn't a lot of depth in the state when it comes to that. All right, a few more thoughts from Corey before we sign off here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. Corey, uh, coming up, July 23rd, so we're just a – Couple months away from that too, but big time recruits Malik Bryant, Peyton Kirkman, Derek LeBlanc all make their decisions on July 23rd. Malik Bryant just come out uh, with his top five. We've seen all these visits uh, from Kirkland and LeBlanc. Uh, where do you think this stands for those three top guys? I don't think I talked to a source yesterday um, regarding LeBlanc. It's uh, all eyes are still on Florida there. You got Miami and Oklahoma, uh, they're in the mix too. There's some people up in Norman that feel pretty good about Peyton Kirkland and um, Derek LeBlanc. Believe it or not, there's people behind the scenes that think Oklahoma is the dark horse for both those kids. And and I know Blake, I was talking to Blake, you know, at 247, we were talking about the other day, and he was hearing similar things too, that Oklahoma could be a dark horse for those guys. But I think Florida, I know Florida's very confident in getting LeBlanc. I'd be surprised if they don't get him on July 23rd. I think he's the one that's the best chance of getting. And they all three of them haven't said they're a package deal. Right. Um, they, they, they basically, they could be, but it's not guaranteed. Um, so I think LeBlanc, LeBlanc in Florida, that's where I'm leaning there for sure. I think with Kirkland it's Florida, Miami and Oklahoma. Those are the three main school. I mean, Michigan state too. They, um, I know his mom's really, um, high in the program. Michigan state he has been there a bunch of times. Um, so they're in there too. He likes all his schools a lot. Um, you would think almost the way the attention he shows these schools, you think, oh man, that could be the leader, but he always has said it's going to be super difficult to separate one school, and I understand that because you can see he could end up in all four of these schools. Alabama's the fifth school. I just don't see it happening right now. Um, I don't know where he's on the board. I know they're recruiting him hard, board, uh, recruiting him hard, but he's visited the other programs numerous times. But I think it comes down to um, Miami, Florida, and Oklahoma uh, for Peyton Kirkland. Right now, man, I mean, I'm – I'm favoring Florida, but not as much as I was a few weeks ago. I, it's almost like 55% Florida. You know what I mean? I'm, it could go anyway. I know Miami, he had a visit to Miami that opened up opened up his family's eyes a lot, and that was a strong visit. Oklahoma, they I've talked to some people, like I said, this rumor that Oklahoma feels like they might get them. Um, they feel like Kirkland is going to surprise people and pick the Sooners. Um, so it's – his recruitment has gotten in, very interesting in recent weeks. Um, but right now, I'm still slightly favoring Florida. He's going to take his official visits in June, all of them. So I think that's going to be the true concrete decision. How do these official visits go? Right now, I would pick Florida. But when he gets back on the road and sees all these programs again, I think that's where it's going to get pretty interesting for him. And then you got Malik Bryant. I think right now, Florida and Alabama, I'd probably give the slight edge, edge to Alabama, but not by much. Um, he named Alabama the leader a few weeks ago. Um, same thing with him, though. He's coming back to campus in June for an official. That's going to be very huge for both parties. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's a chance Florida gets all three. And then you have a small chance of maybe just getting LeBlanc. I mean, it just depends. And then Or you get Kirkland and LeBlanc. So 
it's funny how this has shaped up. It's not as easy as predict, not as easy to predict as it was like a month a month or so ago. So um, these officials for all three of these kids, other than LeBlanc, I'm pretty confident LeBlanc ends up in Gainesville, but for Kirkland and Bryant, these officials will probably play a huge factor in where he ends up. All right, Corey, let's switch to a little bit of trench talk right here. Gators Breakdown Plus member Swagadelic asked, are you expecting any significant uptick in recruiting along the line of scrimmage for this class of 2023? Who are top or must-have targets in 23 for offensive tackle, defensive line? Uh, of course, uh, Corey Cameron James is a defensive end whose name is coming up against uh, some recent love recent uh, lately. Mentioned LeBlanc and Kirkland just now, but Keon Keeley's name. I know that's kind of just been hovered out there for a little while. It's maybe a potential flip candidate from Notre Dame, but nothing much has really come from that yet. Prince Will, Eumann Miellen, of course, the brother of Princely. Uh, five-star Peter Wood, you guys have uh, reported yesterday, uh, now maybe visiting Florida. A few more. There's a few more names right there as far as uh, you know, defensive line goes now, defensive tackle. Uh, of course, the biggest position in need, John Walker's a name, uh, maybe projected for Ohio State. We mentioned Will Norman earlier. Uh, what about the trenches on the defensive side for the Gators first? Yeah, I, I think Jordan Hall up in your way. I mean, he's a major target for Florida. He's not going to announce until like February time, but I know he's very high on Florida's board, top priority. And I like his per- – he has a great personality too. I think – I was talking about this with someone the other day, man. He kind of has that captain feel. He's a very mature kid. Um, a very hard worker, just kind of has like a business-like approach, um, which a lot of kids his, his age do not have. I think he'd be a huge addition uh, just for the locker room and then obviously his skill set. He's a top 100 kid. Florida's probably in the top two range for him right now. FSU's right there too. Um, he's taking his visits, but Florida's really high in his list just because of how the new staff has recruited him. I think LeBlanc's a must-get just considering how much time they put into the kid and how much he's been on campus. He's an Under Armour All-American you know, a top 100 kid as well. I would consider both of those kids must-gets. I actually like John Walker more than, a, more than a lot of the kids on the board. I love his film. I think he's still underrated, and he's a top 100 kid. Um, I really like his skill set. Like you said, Ohio State, uh, I was talking to his coach yesterday about it. He has all these official visits scheduled, USC, UCF, Ohio State, and there's one more I'm missing. Um and right now, I haven't got back. He hasn't got back to about a Florida official. I'm pretty sure they're going to get an official from him. Uh, but right now, it's kind of Ohio State's kind of school trending a little bit. But he did like Florida a lot as a kid. And then right. Garrett goes there. They're not considered a package deal by any means. But I think Florida's still heavily in the mix for Walker. I really do. I think when it comes down to him deciding, I can still see him ending up at Florida, no doubt about it. Uh, those are the main guys. I would say Peter Woods. He's coming for an official in June, but I'd be very, very surprised if he doesn't go to Alabama. He's almost right. nearly an Alabama lock at this point. Uh, but Florida's the way for I heard from a few sources that Florida believes, hey, if we get him on campus, anything can happen. And you don't turn away a kid like that. I don't care like how mm-hmm. kid might be silently committed to Alabama since his or committed to Alabama since his freshman year. If a kid says he wants to visit, he's a five star DT top twenty five kid, you take him, you bring him to campus, and you hope for the best, you know. So um, Alabama's trending heavily right there for him, but I think right now it's uh, you just got to get my campus to hope for the most. And I think those are the main guys as far as must gets. There's other guys on the board. I mean, Keon Keeley would be hitting the jackpot, right? I mean, he would right. be, he's a projected, like, I mean, a lot, I don't like projecting draft picks this early, but like when they do these final articles, like who's a long term type prospect, Keeley's right there at the top as far as a guy who should have a really good college career. 
Um, he he loved Florida as a kid, right? I mean, we interviewed him last fall when before he really blew up, right? Like he was still a big time recruit coming to Notre Dame, but was still fairly new to recruiting, and he was still open to doing interviews. And I've never interviewed, we've never interviewed a kid that was so like about the words he said about Florida. You would think this kid was the leader of the class the way he was raving about Florida, and you would just tell he loved him as a kid. But Notre Dame is a uh, I mean, that's right now that's home for him, you know, and he's been up there a lot. He's very comfortable up in South Bend. And if he was to flip to another school, I think it would be Florida. But the chances of that happening are still, I mean, there's a lot of work to do. Yeah, I mean, unless I think Florida has to have a really good season and they have to continue to get him on campus. He's only been there once, from my knowledge, in early March. So they have to get him on campus this summer and hopefully for a few games and hopefully the on-field play and opportunity sways him. But yeah, he, he would be the jackpot. But I think right now, defensive line, I think you got to look at Jordan Hall and Derek LeBlanc as two guys for sure, just because of the way everything's trending right now. And I mean, Peyton Kirkland, too. He's not the most, I mean, he's a four star. He's not some five star kid, but you got to be realistic, too. I mean, there's must gets and there's guys that are realistic gets. And I just think you can get all these guys, like the kid from IMG, Francis Mahula, like, He's a five-star kid, big-time kid, but you can't get your hopes up for a kid like that, especially right now. Um, so you just you got to stick with the guys that are the most realistic additions. I think those are the guys I mentioned. Yeah, and so you just mentioned Kirkland. Uh, you know, when we shift the offensive line, of course, we talked about Harris earlier. We talked about Kearney earlier. But Florida still has some other viable options out there along the offensive line. Bryce Lovett, he commits May sixteenth. You know, Florida's definitely heavy in that one. Lucas Simmons, uh, all the. All the tweets going his way and his recruitment and Tommy Kinsler as well. Uh, still, it looks like you know those group of names we just mentioned and those group uh, of those names I just brought up there. Kind of, you, you see it taking shape a little bit. Yeah, I think like you said, Bryce Lovett. Um, he's another one I'd be surprised if he. When we started the call, we're talking about guys who can come join Ford's class here soon. I think right now, yeah, Bryce Lovett's one that I'd be pretty, I'd be very surprised if he's not in Ford's class um, here in a couple weeks. Um, and then obviously. Um, Right now with Tommy Kinsler, it's it's interesting, right? Because we would have thought he would have been in the class already. He was already, kind of yep. – Florida has been his leader since last year, and recently he told me it's pretty even between Florida and Florida State. I'm trying to get a little bit more intel on that. I don't know how high he is on the board right now compared to some of the other guys. Um, I know Florida likes him, but, you know, I talked to Tommy, and from what he told me, they haven't been by his school yet. And that kind of – when you said follow the visits – follow the coaches' visits too, who did they go out and see during this evaluation period. I'm going to reconnect with him later, but you would think you'd been in the class by now. And then Lucas Simmons, is uh, Florida's definitely rising with him. Um, I, I was told his first visit to Florida, he not saying he didn't go well, but he was so-so. He was kind of like, you know, I like Florida, but, you know, there's some other schools I like more. These last two visits have really catapulted the Gators up his list. Uh, really impressed with – um, Stapleton sale, the way they teach things and the way they give them um, constructive criticism in a way like, hey, just do this and you'll see better results here. And he's super impressed by that and just the, all the little tricks and little tips they give him. And then obviously with um, Coach Napier, he calls him genuine, um, straight to the point, really likes that coaching staff. And obviously with all, like you said it too, Dave, with all the tweets they put out, um, he's feeling like a major priority for Florida. Um, he's been talking about officially visiting on the 10th of June. Um, I re I reconnect with him last night. That's He hopes to come on that date, but it's not scheduled yet, just with his parents' schedule. He's trying to figure out if that will work. Um, USC's in the mix, FSU, Tennessee. 
those three schools have already have they already have official visits scheduled from him. Uh, but Florida's definitely climbing his list. Not the leader, but they're trending up where they can definitely get that top spot by the time fall comes around. And um, you can almost and also Dave, you can almost put him in a must need too. I know he's more of a work in progress, more of a raw prospect, but you can't deny that kid's potential at six eight, a lean frame, very coachable, good kid. I mean, obviously as a left tackle, I mean he, I mean the potential's through the roof with him. So with the amount, you could almost put him in that carry too, just with the amount of attention he's gained from Florida. They're they obviously want him really bad, and they're probably considering him as a must get as well. All right, Corey, last one here coming from Gators Breakdown Plus member Bubba as well. He goes, ask on. He's curious about the wide receiver board. Uh, deepest, a very deep wide receiver class in the state of Florida this cycle. Hakeem Williams, Tyler Williams, Aiden Mazzell, Tyree Patterson in the class already. But to add those names is a you know is very possible additions to the class. Throw in Eugene Wilson, DeQuavia Sori uh, as well. There are some options for Florida at this wide receiver position. And Corey, you mentioned it earlier. You know we don't know what's going to happen with Florida's quarterback recruiting, but. Maybe get some of these guys in the class early in these in these next few weeks, these next few months. Maybe that could sway a quarterback down the road. Absolutely, yeah. If you're a quarterback and you see a, a, a potential uh, wide receiver corpse like that with a lot of big names, you're almost like, man, that's just one class. Think of the other classes they brought and stuff, and the guys will be in the 2024 class as well. But yeah, absolutely, man. I think as they're going to take, it's going to be a fairly big wide receiver group. I know I've heard. Four receivers, I heard potentially five. I mean, it's going to be a big group of receivers they're going to take. And I think it's going to depend on the transfer portal, too. Like, if they get um, Ricky uh, uh, Purcell out of Arizona State, that number will kind of – one of those scouts will go towards him. But right now, as far as high school, there's a lot of options. I think with Aiden Mazzell, um, I submitted a pick for him um, what was the last week. And nothing's concrete yet. I just think with the way the momentum is with his recruitment, Florida's the school trending and buzzing the most right now. He's going to do a top five and take his visits, but um, I actually just talked to his mom about 20 minutes ago while we were interviewing. I was uh, mm-hmm. DMing her about um, official visit plans. They said that official visit is in the works. Um, nothing's set yet, but I like where Florida stands there. Um, Eugene Wilson out of Tampa gave there. Um, he's more of a slot guy. Um, he's the kid right now trending towards Florida. That's the heavy leader. It'll be. I, I don't think he's going to be on the board by the time the season starts. I would think he's going to hopefully make a decision here in the next several months. Uh, Florida's definitely trending there. You already have Tyree Patterson in the class. And, you know, I think Tyler Williams, that's another kid at Lakeland who a lot of fans really want they're invested in. Big-time prospect. He's only been playing receiver for a year. But, man, the year he did have, and I mean, it looks like he's been playing for much longer than that. Um, bigger receiver, uh, long strider, can really move in the open field. So he's another kid. I know Clemson and Georgia are the two schools guaranteed to get an official. I think they actually already did lock in dates. And then, Florida's heavily in the mix for an official. He hasn't said they're definitely going to get one, but at this point, I'd be surprised, you know, if they didn't. Uh, Florida's got him on campus several times in the last couple months, and they're trending up with him a little bit. They've hosted him more than anyone, I believe, this spring too. So that's a good sign for Florida. I know he has all the familiar faces from Polk County in his ear as well. Um, getting him and Mizell, and then just getting those two kids would be big enough. But then you mix them in with Tyree Patterson and Eugene Wilson. That's a stellar recruiting wide receiver group. And then you also have Creed Whitmore, you know, who is right. plays quarterback for his high school. But Corey, I'm, I'm ashamed. I don't know how I forget to add him. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's a huge class, man. And uh, yeah, and he's an inside guy slot. I know he plays quarterback, but you see the way he moves in the open field. He's a very athletic kid, very uh, smooth, elusive, um, just a good overall athlete. And 
it just based off where his recruitment is, it's I'm happy for him because a lot of people thought, okay, he's just getting an offer because of Trent, but he has Miami, Michigan, I mean, Texas A&M, a lot of schools have jumped on board. A lot of schools are offering them and they have nothing invested in that. It's not like, Hey, if we get him, Trent's going to transfer to our school. It's no, it's nothing to do with his Florida connections. They just like this kid. They think he has a, a fairly high ceiling at receiver. So it shows that Florida's eval was pretty good there with the old staff too. Um, Cause they offered him last summer. So I think if you get him, he's kind of like a mid to high three star, who knows? Maybe he events ends up being like a low four star type by the time he signs. So you have a lot of options at receiver right now. And, um, you can make an argument that Florida's trending for all of them, really. I mean, I mean, yeah. besides Tyler Williams, I think Florida's trending up, and they're definitely making a move as recruitment. But the other names you mentioned, yeah, you can say Florida's definitely trending for, probably for all those kids. Corey, man, I can't thank you enough here. Really in-depth preview right here on this class of 2023 uh, in the transfer portal uh, for, for for the Gators. Uh, might be the best preview that's, that's going to be out there for recruiting for, for, for the next few uh, days or so. So, Corey, uh, what you guys got going on at on three so they can catch even more of your coverage, man? Yeah, absolutely. And wait, real quick, too, Dave, I'll mention yeah. one more name, uh, Malik Benson, the Juco wide receiver. I know oh, I yeah, I'm glad you brought him up. I brought him up last week, but I, I haven't heard much in, in, in about a week, I guess. Yeah, so I know Kerry Colbert came to see him last week, and uh, Flores expected to make his top grade. He's supposed to trim his list here in a couple of days, I believe, I think next week or the end of this week. I, I think Flores should be in that group. And then um, he told me he'll let me know when he schedules his official visits after spring, and Considering he knows that I cover Florida, it almost makes me feel like, well, maybe Florida's going to be in that group or something like that. That's why to connect the dots with that. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that's another kid. Obviously, there's room to work to do there. But getting a kid like that, uh, arguably the best JUCO receiver, that'd be huge too. Um, but yeah, as far as gears online, man, we're running a seven day trial, um, seven day free trial right now. So no risk there. Um, give us a chance. You know, just go check out the site. We always have. I think just in the last two days, we have like thirteen recruiting articles and. Tons of team stuff, NFL draft. Uh, I know Zach did a look ahead to next year's draft and highlighting the top Florida prospects for that. Nick's doing baseball and doing fun stuff. So um, give us a try at no cost. You know, it's a seven-day free trial. And if you like us, stick around. If not, no uh, no hard feelings. And, yeah, like you said, we're just trying to build a, a, you know, trying to build a massive site over there. And uh, so far, I think over 6,000 people. So it's been going good. Good stuff, Corey. Good deal. Hopefully, hopefully a commitment article coming on Saturday. Yeah, no, hopefully, man. Yeah, stay tuned. We uh like you said, like we were talking about before, bearing any surprise, I think Florida is definitely trending for Nigel Harris. So if he does go to Florida, um expect a boatload of content to follow. Sounds good. Corey Bender on three, Gators Online, joining us right here on Gators Breakdown. Corey, man, I can't thank you enough. Thank thank you so much for doing this. Absolutely, brother. Have a good day. You too, man. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.